Welcome to the Jewelry Resellers Podcast, your go-to source for all things shiny, sparkly, and of course, profitable. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'll be your guide on this dazzling journey through the world of reselling jewelry. We'll be diving deep into the art and science of reselling, uncovering valuable tips, insider secrets, and sharing stories from successful jewelry resellers. We'll explore market trends, industry news, and even discuss how to find those hidden gems just waiting to be discovered in thrift stores, estate sales, and beyond. So if you're dreaming of turning your hobby into a hustle, or if you're a seasoned pro looking to stay at the top of your jewelry reselling game, join me each week for insights, stories, and more on the Jewelry Resellers Podcast. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Jewelry Resellers Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and I thought today we would go over some of the products and tools that I use and recommend for jewelry sellers, jewelry resellers, or even people who just enjoy buying, collecting, and enjoying all types of jewelry. Now, I think when it comes to doing any job, it's important that you have the right tools so you can do the job to the best of your ability. And these are some things that I have used over the years of being a jewelry reseller myself. And I think they would be helpful to have in your jewelry resellers toolkit, even if you are just getting started, because these are things that I believe will be useful no matter what stage you are in your jewelry collecting or reselling career. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, a lot of these things are pretty affordable. I think there's only one thing on my list that could be more of an investment, but everything can be found either on Amazon. A lot of it you can pick up at Walmart, you know, so it's not anything that will be too difficult to get a hold of if and when you decide that you want to purchase it. So the very first thing I recommend is a glue and it is called E6000. Now E6000 is, it's like an industrial strength glue. (laughs) I guess that's the best way to say it because this is like your heavy duty glue that is really good for metals and in some cases even glass. Now I've never tried it on glass although I have heard other people using it on glass pieces but I have used E6000 to repair jewelry many many times and it's been it's been wonderful. Now the only thing about E6000 is that you do have to be careful with it because it could yellow over time. So if you are trying to fix something that maybe could be an heirloom piece or something that could be antique, you may want to do a little bit more research as it relates to using E6000. But what I mainly use it for is, you know when rhinestones fall out and you want to put them back in, that's usually what I use it for the most. Now I've also used it to reattach Uh, cabochons on certain jewelry pieces like pendants and brooches and stuff like that but it's a really good glue to have just 
keep some on hand. It's not that expensive. And at least that way you'll have it if you need it because sometimes you will find an amazing piece. You get it home and then a stone falls out and at least this way you can do a, a quick repair. Now it does take about 24 hours for this glue to set or to cure. So if you are using it, make sure that you give it time to fully set before you start handling uh, the jewelry piece again. All right, the next item on my list is Simichrome polish. And I'm pretty sure this is a silver polish. But what a lot of people use Simichrome for is testing Bakelite or Bakelite because there is a way that you can use this particular polish to see if the plastic you have is Bakelite. So it's also really good for polishing silver. Now, most of the time, I do not recommend polishing silver jewelry, but I do think that it is something that you should have on hand for maybe some of those pieces that you do want to polish up. So make sure that you keep a tube just in your little jewelry tools toolbox, <laughs> and then that way you'll have it if and when you need it. All right, next up, I do recommend a jewelry tester kit. Now the jewelry tester kit is also known as the uh, scratch, scratch test or the scratch stone, uh, testing stone. Now this is a really good way to see if you have pure gold, silver, whatever. Uh, it looks like they do have different solutions to test whether it's 10 carat, 14 carat, 18 karat, 22 karat, as well as silver. Now you do have to be careful when you use this because it can leave scratches on the jewelry, but some people, they don't mind that. And in some cases it won't leave a mark depending on how hard you scratch. But this is something really good to keep on hand because then that way, you know, if you are questioning whether something really is a precious metal, well, I shouldn't say a precious metal, either gold or silver, because that's what uh, is, is what you can test using this particular kit. Now, I always hear people, they have mixed opinions about it, but I, I don't think it can hurt to just keep it on hand. And if you have a question, at least, you know, you can run a test for yourself if you're trying to figure out if something is true, you know, true gold or true silver. All right, the next tool I recommend is a loop, and that's L-O-U-P-E, which is basically a magnifier so you can look at jewelry pieces up close so you can see uh, some of the details and also so you can read the markings or stamps that may be on the jewelry. Uh, pretty much everyone I know who sells jewelry has one of these. They're not very expensive and you can keep them in your purse or in your pocket so if you're outsourcing you have it with you so you can use it while you're looking at jewelry pieces you know at a thrift store at a estate sale or wherever now the one i use does have a little light and most of them do i do recommend that you get one with the light because sometimes you could be out in the dark or maybe the room you're in isn't very well lit and this is a great tool to have when you're trying to look at jewelry up close. All right, the next item I recommend is a jewelry tester magnet. 
Now this is a really strong heavy duty magnet and if you are trying again to determine if something is gold or silver, you would use this magnet and if the jewelry sticks to it, then you know it's probably not gold or silver. Now again, this isn't gonna work on everything, but it is a good initial test to run when you're trying to question whether something is gold or silver. Uh, I have a few of these. Some For some reason, they always get lost or they end up missing or they, they get buried in a jewelry box somewhere. So if you do buy them, I recommend buying at least two because I promise you one probably will get lost. All right, the next item I recommend is a travel jewelry organizer. Now, you could use this when you're going on vacation or on a road trip, but this is basically just like a little tiny small jewelry carrying case. And the reason why I recommend this is because if you're going somewhere to source jewelry, you don't want to not have a way to bring it home. Now, I have bought jewelry from all kinds of places, and let me tell you, you know, even at yard sales, people will have these gorgeous pieces of jewelry, and then they'll hand you a plastic grocery bag to throw it in, and sometimes pieces can get broken or they can get tangled up, depending, and so you don't want to just throw, especially really good, expensive vintage or antique jewelry in a plastic grocery bag where you know, a lot of times too, people don't know what's in it. Like later in the day when you're unloading the car, you might forget you have jewelry in there and then you just throw the bag or you drop the bag and then you realize there's jewelry in it. And I, I say this because I speak from experience. So what I do is I keep one of these little jewelry pouches in my car. So whenever I'm outsourcing jewelry, I have a way to take it home so it doesn't get mangled, damaged or lost, whatever in my car. So you don't have to do that, but that's just something I've learned along the way and thought I would share it here with you. All right, next up, this is the one thing that I think could be an investment piece and that is the Presidium Gem Tester. Oops, now this is, I'm typing it up as we talk about it because I want to make sure I get the details right. Now these Presidium gem testers usually range anywhere from about 250 on up to about $500 depending on which maker model you buy. Now again, I've heard mixed reviews on on the Presidium Gem Tester. Some people say it's really accurate. Some people say it's not that accurate. Some people say you have to calibrate them over and over. I don't have one. I've never used one. I would like to eventually invest in one at some point in time, but I wanted to mention it here because I know a lot of people have questions about it. So if you do have the money and you can invest in this now, I think that it would be a wise investment. But just make sure that you have an authentic Presidium because I have heard that there are knockoffs out there and those could be the ones that aren't working properly. And the other thing I heard about the Presidium is that if you buy it either from Presidium or an authorized retailer, uh, if for some reason it doesn't work, they do replace it for free. 
At least that's what I heard. Again, I don't have one. I don't have any experience with one. But just make sure you do a lot of research and do your homework before you make the purchase. Okay, uh, moving on. We have the Gem Tester Pen. Now, this is a much more affordable alternative to the Presidium Gem Tester. The Tester Pen is supposed to help you determine if something is a real diamond or not. Now, I don't have one of these. I have played around with them because I, I know someone who does have one. And it seemed to be pretty accurate the day that I was using it, although I don't have one my, myself to really give you, you know, a full honest review or opinion on it. But I think it's something to have. The ones on Amazon range anywhere from about 18 to about $25. So it's not a huge investment and it could be something very useful, especially if you find a lot of jewelry pieces that you question whether or not the diamonds are real. And I'm not sure if it can determine the difference between real diamonds or lab-grown synthetic diamonds. I don't know anything about that or how, how that works. But again, it's something to research. All right, the next few things are related to shipping because if you are going to be selling jewelry, of course, you're going to need a way to get it safely to the customer. So some of the shipping supplies that I use are those uh, padded bubble mailers in different sizes, depending on how much jewelry you're selling or what kind of jewelry you're selling. You may also want to invest in some boxes, jewelry boxes, the cardboard boxes. So that way, if you are selling or shipping delicate pieces, you can ensure that they don't get damaged or crushed or broken, whatever, in transit. You also want to buy bubble wrap, and I recommend the small as well as the large because the large bubble wrap can help when you have those big chunky pieces to prevent it from shifting around or from getting damaged. And then you also want to get a postal scale because you will want to weigh your packages. But if you get a postal scale that not only does ounces and pounds, but also does, I think, grams, and I can't remember the other one, but make sure you get a scale that reads in multiple different types of units because sometimes people will want to know how much the jewelry weighs, if it's gold, if it's silver, or sometimes if you sell uh, gemstones, people wanna know what the weight of the stone is. So if you get a scale that reads in these different units, it will help you as you're selling jewelry. So it will help you with shipping packages and it will help you with getting the weight of the jewelry that you're selling. And I think that is it as it relates to the products and tools I recommend for all jewelry resellers, whether you're a beginner or a pro, uh, there'll probably be some things I add to this list as we move forward. But I do have all of these things linked on the website, so I will definitely throw the link to this list in the show notes if you're interested in seeing everything. And I also have uh, links to everything on Amazon. So if you want to order anything on Amazon, you can do that as well. 
All right, that's going to be it for this episode. I hope it was helpful. If you have any questions or comments or feedback about anything, please share them in the comment section below. All right, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I'll check in with you again really soon.